Hey, welcome to Permission to Elevate, a space for you to lean into creating a life that lights you up, to exploring your deepest desires and learning all about how to clear out the clutter in your mind that's been holding you back up until now from going after everything that's possible for you. I'm Kelly Jennifer, your host and mindset coach, and I'm committed to holding you high, to proving to you that your obstacles and distractions are nothing but thought errors that can be reprogrammed, and to help you find the success, self-love, and limitless possibility that your heart is craving. I can't wait to elevate together. Let's go. Hello, hello, my friend. (laughs) Thank you so much for being here. I am so excited that you're here. You may be listening to this at around the time that this was actually recorded and released, in which case you'll be one of like five people listening. So I'm so happy that you're here. (laughs) Or you may be listening to this once this podcast has gone incredibly viral and is the number one podcast in the world, in which case there are millions of you listening right now. And even in that case, I'm still so grateful that you individually, you beautiful human, are here. It's always my goal, my objective, my intention to influence just one person in every single thing that I do. And not only do I only aim to influence one person, but I really only aim to create one millimeter shifts at a time. So if one thing that I can say to one person can create a one millimeter shift in their life, that could drastically change the trajectory of their entire life, right? If we think of this like a, like a golf ball, if you hit a golf ball one millimeter to the right, it's going to drastically change where that ball lands. And from that, if I create that one millimeter shift in one person, that can create a ripple effect that I will never, ever even know about. There's no way I possibly could, right? That person could go out and create one millimeter shifts for their kids or for the people that they work with, for their partners. And those people could then go out and create one millimeter shifts for other people. And so to me, it's all about these little shifts. And I have a feeling that if you stick around with me for the duration of this episode, there's going to be a few millimeters that we move here. Okay. So thank you. Thank you, sweet soul, for being here. I'm truly grateful for you. So welcome to Permission to Elevate. I'm Kelly Jennifer Pierce, your host and mindset coach. And I'll just tell you briefly a little bit about me. I am your typical all-American girl who was destined to be a corporate ladder climber just based on the way that I was raised. And it turns out... Um, I ditched all that and turned totally out of the blue into a world traveler and entrepreneur and now life coach. I currently live in Spain where at the time of this recording, I've lived for almost nine years with my husband. We have a beautiful two-year-old little boy. And so, you know, I'll I'll likely record this story for you in another episode. So you're going to want to check that out. Um, It's a pretty fascinating story. 
But I, the point is here is that I never imagined my life taking the turn that it did. I never imagined that I would end up where I am now. And this is just the perfect lead-in to our conversation today, which is all about permission. Nine years ago, I gave myself permission to look at my life and my future differently, to kind of go against the green of what was expected of me and what I expected of myself, really. I quit my corporate career out of nowhere, sold almost everything that I owned, and packed the rest into four suitcases. I said goodbye to my family, my friends. I moved across the world to start a new life. And in that process, I ruffled some feathers, as you can imagine. My boss wasn't thrilled. My family definitely wasn't thrilled. My friends were not happy. I was not getting the permission from those around me to do what I wanted to do, which, funnily enough, was actually surprising to me at the time. Like, I thought that people would celebrate me for this, and no one was celebrating me. My life decisions were not being applauded. But looking back now, I realized that I had gotten to the point where I understood, I think on a subconscious level, that everything that was being applauded about my life was not working for me at all. I was not happy. I was really unfulfilled. And I'm totally convinced that why most people get to their 30s and their 40s and feel unfulfilled in life is because society sets us up with this pretty big lie that we're told from the time we're really little and is reinforced our entire lives. The lie being that there are certain steps that we need to follow, a recipe that leads us to happiness. We need to obviously be good little boys and girls, behave ourselves as children. We need to be involved and competitive in a ton of activities and sports. We need to get good grades, which will then take us to a good college. We need to graduate, you know, in four years, get a high-paying job in whatever we majored in, get married, right, find the love of our life, um, get married one time, have kids. Buy the house, right, preferably with a white picket fence and a tire swing in front. Buy the car that is, you know, if you're in the United States, way too large and ridiculously too expensive. And then live happily ever after, right? That's the recipe that we're supposed to follow. And so if those are the steps to happiness, why is it that so many people who have all of those things are looking around in their 30s and 40s and going, what the hell? Why do I feel so bummed out all the time? I did all the things right. Why as a society are we so overweight? Why are we so sad? Why are we so anxious and even depressed? Why do we drink so much? Why do we spend so much time in front of screens? Why do we feel like nothing that we do is ever good enough, even though we're constantly doing more? Why do we feel like we are not good enough, no matter what we do? Why do we struggle in our relationships? And why do we feel ridden with guilt about all of it? 
Well, the truth is, my friend, happiness doesn't come from where they told us that we would get it. And it's also not coming from all of the patches that we're trying to put on our lives as we're feeling unhappy, right? The retail therapy is not working. The buying of all of the things that we don't need to fulfill ourselves when we're feeling unfulfilled is not working. The drinking wine every single day when we get home from work is not working. The continuing to tell ourselves every single night before we go to bed that tomorrow is going to be different and then it never is, that's not working either. And there's no judgment here, my friends. I've done all of this and then some for so many years. So if you're living the life that I've described here, if you feel like on paper, like, hey, I should technically be happy because I've followed the recipe here. But at the same time, you're not happy. You're not in love with your life. I want to explore that with you. I want to give you permission to look at your life through a different lens, to start to ask yourself different questions, to start to challenge the things that you believe with your whole heart are so true, to start to be willing to look at your life through a different lens and ask yourself different questions. Questions like, where does happiness actually come from? I've, I've learned a lot of things over the last few years that have dramatically opened my eyes to how good life can truly be. And you guys, I'm on a major mission here. Like, you may have chuckled in the beginning when I said that a million people are going to be listening to this someday, but I absolutely know that that's going to be true. I am on a mission to make sure that people know this stuff. We don't learn about this stuff in school. We learn about math and science and, you know, all things that sure are important, but we're not taught where happiness comes from. And like, what's more important than happiness? If you ask most people what they want in their life, sure, they may come up with a list of a lot of different things that they want, but most of it's all going to boil down to they just want to be happy. And when you ask people what they want for their kids, which I think is a truer depiction of what we really want in life, they're always going to say, I just want them to be happy, right? So that's, that's proof that happiness is really everything. So let's ask ourselves these new questions, right? What is happiness? What does it even mean? And where does it come from? Well, happiness is a feeling, right? It's a state. So technically, it's defined as a state of being, having considerable permanence in which pleasure decidedly predominates over pain. So there it is. Like, we want more pleasure than pain in our lives, right? Which explains a lot of our daily pleasure-seeking habits. We do pretty much anything and everything to avoid discomfort and pain 
and we seek out a lot of pleasure. When we feel pain or discomfort or anything other than pleasure, we've been conditioned that that's not good and that there's something wrong and that we need to fix it. So we numb it or we distract ourselves from it. We go immediately to our phones. I invite you to start to pay attention to when you reach for your phone and what's going on in your mind at that moment. It's fascinating. You'll start to notice some patterns. But we numb it, right? We numb it with Netflix. We numb it with wine. We numb it with Instagram. We numb it with food. We numb it with pills. Whatever we can get our hands on, really. We haven't been set up for success in our upbringing or in society. We're not taught where negative feelings come from or that they're normal. And we're not shown how to manage our emotions in a healthy way. And now with social media, there's this added level of complexity because now we feel totally isolated in feeling the way that we feel. Like there's something fundamentally wrong with us for feeling bad, for having negative feelings, because what we see in the world around us on our phones is happiness, joy, good times, good feelings, all the highlight reels, right? So we think that we're the only ones who feel this way. And so now, not only are we feeling sad and anxious, we're feeling lonely. The fact is that we all, all of us, all humans, have tons of negative thoughts and feelings every single day. You are definitely not alone. There's a lot of studies out there in some state that the average person has around 60,000 thoughts in a day. And of those thoughts, 95% of them repeat every single day. They're just repeated from one day to the other. And on average, 80% of those thoughts are negative. I'm going to repeat that for you in case your mind was not just sufficiently blown. The average person has around 60,000 thoughts a day. Of those thoughts, 95% repeat each day. And on average, 80% of those thoughts are negative. Now, we know that our feelings are created by our thoughts, right? Our feelings, and maybe, maybe you didn't know that. That was new to me a few years back. Our feelings are created by our thoughts always. Anytime that we're having a feeling, it's because of a thought that we've been thinking. So we already talked about happiness being a feeling, right? A feeling with some sort of permanence. It's a state. So how can we create a feeling of happiness in our lives, which is what we all desire, when our thoughts that create our feelings, when our thoughts are just recycling from day to day and 80% of them are negative. There's a huge disconnect here, right? Like, how is it that we all only desire one thing in life? And yet our brains are running these cycles that are keeping us from that one thing. It's no wonder we all feel like shit. How could we possibly feel good if this is true? Well, it's really simple. We get to change 
our thoughts. So how do we do that? There are so many ways. I'm so excited to talk to you about all the ways on this podcast. We will talk about all the ways. We will talk about hypnosis. We will talk about EFT. That's emotional freedom technique. We'll talk about different neurolinguistic programming techniques. We'll talk about affirmations and journaling exercises. There's literally so many ways that we can change our thoughts. And by you just tuning into this podcast right now, this episode alone, even if it's the only one you ever listen to, even if you stop right now, you've already changed your thoughts. And if you keep listening, you're continuing to change your thoughts. So keep listening. This is good news. (laughs) I'm going to give you so much useful information here, and it's really going to blow your socks off. But today, we're on step one, and that is permission. We have to give ourselves permission to get curious about all this stuff. Permission to explore our inner workings, our thoughts, our feelings, our our path in life, our patterns, our vision for what we want. We have to give ourselves permission to start to look at our life through a different lens and to learn about ourselves and to grow. You know, we... We learn math and science, but we don't learn about human behavior or how to manage our emotions. Our parents, bless their hearts, they did the best that they could with what they knew, but like, we should have learned about this stuff. They didn't know either. No one talks about this stuff. But we get to give ourselves permission to see things differently. And until we do that, we are going to keep getting the same results in our lives. I'm sure you have heard this before, right? You can't keep doing the same things and expect different results. Well, our brains are literally on autopilot doing the same things, thinking the same things over and over and over and over and over every single day. And that's what's creating how we feel. So if we want to feel differently in our lives, if we want to experience different things, this is... This is one of the reasons that coaching is so important and why I'm dedicating my whole life to this is because if we don't have someone else come along to disrupt our thought patterns, we're just going to stay in that negative loop. We're just going to keep recycling our own thoughts. It doesn't matter how smart you are. The same thoughts over and over and over and over again are going to continue to create the same results. But when we put ourselves in these circles, when we listen to these podcasts, when we read blogs, go read mine, by the way. It's really good. You can find it at (laughs) kellyjennifer.com. So when we put ourselves in these rooms, when we pull up a chair to the table to these kinds of conversations, when we start to give ourselves permission to ask different questions, to look at things through a different lens, we're starting to change our thoughts. So why is it that giving ourselves this permission, why do I keep talking about this idea of permission, this first step? Why is this so important? Some of you are like, okay, permission granted. Like, I'm done. I'm giving myself permission. Now what? But have you really? Because we don't realize what a big step this is and how scary it can be for so many of us. Because we are not surrounded by other people who are doing this work. 
we're not surrounded by other people in our lives who are exploring their inner workings, who are working on their personal growth and development, like people who are aware of their thoughts and their feelings. The vast majority of humans are just on autopilot. They're just continuing on that same cycle of repetitive negative thoughts. It's not their fault. They don't know any better. Like we said, this stuff is not taught to us in schools. But we're surrounded by people who are content with and who never question their thought patterns or how they want to feel in life. Most people look around them and they believe that the reason that they don't feel good is someone else's fault. They believe that they are a victim of their circumstances, their past, right? All of the things that they've experienced in life up until this point have been unjust, unfair. And all of those things are the reasons that they can't have the life that they want. We're not surrounded by people who are trying to understand what triggers them, right? Which is what we're talking about doing in this work. We're surrounded by people who are looking at what triggers them, blaming those triggers, and then turning those triggers off. There's so much talk these days about triggers. And the advice out there is don't allow yourself to be triggered by that. Turn it off. Turn that person off. Cancel that person. Don't be friends with those people. Don't be in those circles. Get out of that situation if it's triggering you. What I'm talking about here is throwing yourself into your triggers. See your triggers as beautiful lessons for you. See your triggers as things that are coming up for you in order to show you what you need to heal in order to show you what thoughts you need to work on reprogramming. I'm talking about permission in a way that you are not only giving yourself permission to do this work, but you're giving yourself permission to take full responsibility for making your life better. And this can be super scary. It feels like going against the grain, right? We are tribal beings, and it is in our DNA to want to be accepted and to want to be like the people who are in our tribes. In tribal times, right, if we were different, we were ostracized, and that meant death. If we were not a part of the tribe, we didn't have the protection of the tribe, we didn't have the community we were off on our own. We were going to die. So it's still in our DNA to very much want to be a part of the tribe. It's super scary to go against the grain. And the thing is, is if we hang out with people who are doing nothing but complaining about their lives, blaming their unhappiness on their boss or on their husband or on their kids or on, on the circumstances in their lives, which is most people, then it's challenging to all of a sudden start to question these things and to start to think about things differently. 
So this is why the permission piece is so very important. We have to give ourselves permission to start to think outside the box. We need to be told that it's okay to do something outside of what we know, outside of our comfort zone. So what does that permission look like, right? Well, it looks like reassuring yourself that this is going to be challenging and that you can handle it, that you can do hard things. You've done lots of hard things before. You can do this too. Permission looks like a willingness to challenge all of your thoughts, all of your beliefs, every single thing that you see around you every day, every single belief system that you have, to start to look at it differently. Permission looks like giving yourself grace in the process. You're going to mess up in life, no matter what. Yes, even you. (laughs) No matter how much you grow or how far you come, you're going to keep messing up, and that's okay. We get to give ourselves grace for that. We get to understand that the journey to self-discovery and inner healing is not linear. There's no starting and finishing this. This is one of the hardest concepts for many people to grasp in personal development. When we start, it's almost like we feel like we're climbing a mountain to our highest self. And our highest self is just standing at the top of that mountain. And once we climb long enough, we're going to get there. And then we'll just you know, hug our highest self, melt into that person, become that person, and then we'll be good. Like nothing else will ever trigger us again because all of our triggers will be healed. Nothing else will ever come up for us as an obstacle. We'll just be this magical being that we want to be and nothing else will ever get in our way. We'll get to that pinnacle of happiness, right? Well, One of the greatest gifts that you can give yourself is knowing and understanding and accepting that that's just not the way that it works. That there is no starting point and ending point. You're on this path to become the best version of yourself and you'll always be on it. Because even when you get to the top of that mountain, if you're doing it right, you're going to have higher goals at that point. When you get to that higher self, there's going to be a new higher self that you're aiming for. And so there's always going to be something new to reach for. So what's available for you on the other side of this permission? What's available for you on the other side of looking at life through a new lens? Because so far, I haven't necessarily painted a beautiful picture of doing this personal development work, right? It kind of sounds awful so far if you're new to this. (laughs) But what's available for you on the other side of giving yourself the permission is everything. New possibilities for your future, for your relationships, Not just dreaming of having this perfect relationship and then asking yourself why your partner is not making it happen. (laughs) Who can relate to that? But taking it on as your own. 
and creating the best version of yourself so that you're showing up as your best self every single day so that you're showing up in your life by design, not just by default, so that you're creating the behaviors in your life that are going to create the results that you want, so that you are creating consciously the relationship of your dreams every day, not waiting for your partner to do it. What's on the other side of this permission is magnetizing good things to you easily and effortlessly. Because when we're in a state of being where we just live at a different vibration, we become an energetic match for better things, for higher things. What's on the other side of this permission is the exploration of your dreams of your wildest dreams that you're currently not even giving yourself permission to entertain. We think that we are taught to dream big because when we're little, we're told that we could be the president of the United States if we want to. But those dreams are slowly crushed as we go through life, as we experience disappointments, as we experience failures our subconscious mind starts to take that information in and use it to build evidence in the case against our dreams. So your wildest dreams that you're currently not even giving yourself permission to entertain, you likely don't even know what those are right now. You haven't given yourself permission to dream. What's on the other side of that permission is feeling proud of yourself every single day for leaning in to your limitless potential. You know how much potential you have. You know that you know. You know that you have the ability to change lives with your gifts. That's why you're so tormented. There's untapped potential there that you're stuffing down and you're hiding away because you're telling yourself lies about what's not possible for you, about your obstacles, about timing not being right, about your age, about your circumstances, about how it's all his fault or her fault, about how hard you have it and how difficult this is for you and how different you are from the girl who's actually out there living the life that you want. You have limitless potential. And what's on the other side of this permission is leaning into that and clearing out all of the excuses that have been holding you back. Give yourself permission to feel the discomfort that comes along with this. It might not sound very sexy to step outside of your comfort zone, but I actually don't like this concept at all because I, I don't think that any of us are actually in a comfort zone. I don't think that it's comfortable to be overweight. I don't think that it's comfortable to be sad or anxious. I don't think that you're comfortable fighting with your spouse. I don't think that it's comfortable to stay in the same job day after day, week after week, year after year, 
knowing that you're meant for more. It's a discomfort either way. So give yourself permission to elevate and feel the discomfort of elevation rather than the discomfort of stagnation, of staying where you are right now. You were not born for stagnation. You were not born for average. You, my friend, were born to elevate. So stick with me, boo. We're going up. Hey, thanks again for listening to this episode of Permission to Elevate. This is not the only free resource I have for you. Head over to kellyjennifer.com for more and make sure to follow me at IamKellyJennifer on Instagram too. In the meantime, I'll just be over here cheering you on. Talk soon.